Mic check, mic check. Where the f is my check? You now tuned in to do rags and boat shoes. Alright, let me go ahead and get this turned down. What's going on, everybody? It's your boy A Double, and you're now tuned in to episode 189 of Do Rags and Boat Shoes. Much love and respect to everybody out there who listened to episode 188 uh, with me and the homie Brandon. Uh, make sure you go back and listen to that if you haven't. Uh, sorry for the wait. Uh, a lot been going on on my end. Uh, I've man, shit. Let me turn off these eye messages. Um, so a lot been going on on my end. Uh, just changed up my work schedule, so I'm working days now. I usually uh, used to work um, from like my route used to start from like 10 a.m. and I used to work until you know 10 p.m., 11 p.m., midnight, even one o'clock in the morning. Uh, but now I'm working from 3 a.m. till about you know one, two, three, four, five in the afternoon, um, and it sucks. I'm gonna be honest with y'all. Like I'm three weeks into it. And uh, I still haven't gotten used to my sleep schedule. My baby girl, Nina, Nini goes to bed uh, between 7 and 7.30. And my ass is right there behind her. But you know how hard it is to fall asleep and start winding down at like 6.45 and try to go to bed at like 7, 7.30 because you got to be up at 2 o'clock in the morning. Like it is terrible. So... I usually don't end up falling asleep until maybe 9, 10 o'clock. So what's that? So let's just say 9 o'clock. So that's 10, 11, 12, 1, 2. So that's about five hours of sleep, four to five hours of sleep I'm getting a night. And uh, man, the world is just silent at 2 o'clock in the morning. So I shower before bed, brush my teeth, shave my head, you know, and stuff just so I don't have to, you know, shave my head in the mornings and stuff just so I can hurry up and get on up out the door. So I'm out the door by 2.30 when I'm on the road. My my job is about half hour drive. It's just dead silent. Like it ain't shit going on. Like the world is just sleep. Like especially here in Omaha, the world is just sleep. It's quiet as hell. And you just be like, damn, I really need to be sleep. You know, and I show up to work. Uh, load up my truck and I'm on the road, you know, by, you know, I get to work at three. I'm on the road about three thirty at the latest. And I get to my first store, my first stop, because all of the stores I deliver to, they have overnight people working so I can deliver that early. And so I'm at my first store at about three forty in the morning. And it's just like, what the fuck am I doing? Like every like it's just it's like it's nice getting home you know what i'm saying when the sun is still up and shit like that but at the same time you be so goddamn tired you know my family the wife and my baby girl you know they get home probably about 5 five thirty ish but you know i'm getting home at you know three o'clock four o'clock you know and it's nice to be home but 
you know, I got to start getting dinner ready and stuff like that, which is fine. I don't I don't mind getting dinner ready. That's that's a beautiful thing. That has been the one positive is, uh, you know, being able to eat with the family. And you know what I'm saying? And spending more time with them. But I just be so goddamn tired. But you would think I'd be able to fall asleep, but I still can't. You know, like I start winding down, heading upstairs to the bedroom, you know, about 645 if I don't put Nina down. Um, you know, it's about 6:45. I'm, you know, showering, uh, you know, brushing my teeth, shaving my head, and shit like that. And you know, I still don't fall asleep until like 9, 10 o'clock. So I'm just in the bed. You know, a lot of times I'll have my my phone with me, and that's really not the culprit. Even though I'll sit that phone down about 7:30, and I'm just laying there. I'm just laying there, and it's like fuck. And then it feels like soon as I blink. You know, my alarm's going off and it's two o'clock in the morning. So I get up, wash my face, brush my teeth, you know, throw my work clothes on, head downstairs, already have my lunch packed and uh, I'll grab, you know, either a bowl of cereal or um, a couple protein bars and then I'm out the door, you know, so wash my face, brush my teeth, put my clothes on and pretty much I'm out the door. And, uh, you know, I thought, you know, that first week was tough, but i'm in the week three and i'm just like this shit still sucks like it still fucking sucks but it is what it is you know i gotta figure something out maybe i'll switch back to my old route but you know who knows you know i get people saying that they miss me because my old route is pretty much in my neighborhood or whatever the stores that i deliver to are all in my neighborhood so these people see me you know off the clock you know with my family and shit like that and you know they you know they seen me since and be like man when you coming back man you need to come back to this route blah 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 and you know we miss you delivering to these stores and you know it's one of them things where it's just like damn i was on this route for like six years though you know and i built a lot of good connections and stuff and i even get if certain people are working i even get to use their you know employee discounts and shit but you know it is what it is it is but um it's it's whatever but that's what's going on with me that's why you really haven't had an episode uh since you know the one i did with brandon was 188 but it's just because i just, my sleep schedule has been so fucked up but i was just like yo i need to power through and go ahead and drop a pod so on the last episode um and y'all say a prayer for me just just keep me in your prayers just you know that you know i can work through this shit you know just keep me lifted in prayer but i know when black folks say i'm praying for you that's the prayer right there but you know just send me some positive energy positive vibes because i definitely need it um and always end you know the podcast on a positive note and on the good foot but i need some of that energy to return to me uh as of late so i appreciate y'all but um on the last podcast well me and uh the homie brandon brandon and i, I shouldn't say me and but um we were talking briefly about um the treatment between the baby and matt damon so on my uh, sneaker instagram which is old men kicks so o-l-d-m-e-n-k-i-c-k-s it's just all one word on my sneaker instagram page i follow gq um just for you know fashion tips and shit like that and who do i see i see uh matt damon up there talking about uh, and the title of the article is uh, The Evolution of Matt Damon. That is wild as fuck to me. And he's talking about how 
how he escaped like the social media criticisms by going to Australia and hanging out with the Hemsworth family and shit like that and excuse me and uh just doing shit like that and because remember he came under fire a little bit because he was saying that he regularly used the uh the the f word uh the the gay slur word the term faggot against uh he said he just used it all the time and so uh and then the baby was catching hell he didn't even say faggot he's he was talking about on stage if you sucking dick in the car or something like that in the parking lot you know don't put your hands up or some shit like that and then the lgbtqiaa just went off on him but matt damon really wasn't catching that much hell when it was admitted that you know his i think his daughter or somebody one of his kids told him that he had to stop using that word because it was a slur against gay folks and he was saying that he was using it up until recently um but he really didn't catch no backlash like there is a few i think the most backlash he was catching was people pointing out the disparities of how hard um that community was going against the baby as opposed to matt damon and black folks were just really kind of pointing that out and then it's like a few weeks later and now it's lo and behold this man is on the gq cover you know and now you know the baby is still being shunned but it just shows just how how it works you know you can you can always punch down in america and punching down in america means that you know you can attack black folks without any repercussions um that's that's who you can attack the most you might can get away with it for some other non-white groups but mainly black folks you can always punch down you can always punch down no matter how much money and prestige they think that they have uh you can always bring them down the average joe you know that group of average duck droves joes can always bring them down by punching down just bring them down you know what i'm saying and uh you actually impact their money while you look at somebody like matt damon you know he has this whole piece from gq about you know being redeemed and uh evolving and shit like that but that's that's america for you that's how it works that's how a white supremacist system works that's exactly how it works but um let's see what else is going on in that good old summer damn jam screen i just wanted to point that out because that that just broke today it's a uh, fucking wednesday it just broke today and hopefully y'all had a good uh, labor day weekend um let me see what else i got going on here oh so let's talk about the um proud boys leader um what's his name uh enrique uh tario um so this guy he's the chairman of the proud boys that right-wing group you know um known for his nazi ties um so it was reported like a week ago or a couple weeks ago that he was about to be arrested for um burning a flag um he's about to serve uh for burning a banner at a dc church um and then he had a, a high capacity magazine uh with him into the uh, district so those two things of him flag burning from a church and then um it was a uh, and stealing too they also got him for stealing but anyways uh so enrique terrio uh, he's about to serve five months in jail and i'm gonna say that in air quotes so i'm throwing up some air quotes while i record this in the office um now y'all know before 
he was um this terrio cat he was actually an informant for the feds you know what i'm saying so him getting these five months i don't believe he's actually going to be in jail for five months i think they probably got him going on some kind of uc mission some undercover mission uh to do some more federal shit and i don't understand how the proud boys still have him as a chairman of their group when he's a known informant and been working with the feds so back down there and i think it was florida or whatever he was uh working as an informant uh for getting people who uh was pushing cocaine and shit like that who was pushing drugs down there in the uh, southeast region he was working as a fed for them and then all of a sudden he's a, a higher up a leader of the proud boys so my thing is uh he's going under a an, an either he's getting a new briefing or he's on another mission so i don't think that he's going to be uh sitting in in some dc jail for five months at all so when he comes out uh th this is the way that the feds are going to dispel this uh right wing movement because now we're starting to see these trials are about to start happening uh for what happened in charlottesville they're start is finally uh we're, they're starting to finally charge some of these leaders of uh you know these right-wing groups for inciting uh that charlottesville uh fiasco that uh ended up killing that uh that um uh the the lady heather hire and i'll talk about that a little bit more in uh holding this l but this whole um him going to jail this is all smoking screens you know we've seen it in movies before we've we've uh, read it in fbi documents how they can you know you've seen it on tv shows how they uh, pull a uc out uh when they're getting too deep they'll fake an arrest or something like that and then they'll relocate them to the other side of the country or some shit like that and uh give them a disguise and a new name to put them on a new mission so don't be surprised if we don't hear about this guy again or uh the proud boys move in a new direction once he's out of jail so y'all just keep that in mind um let's see what else is going on on us good old summer damn jam screen let me get my notes back up here uh we didn't talk about the crate challenge nigga that was some of the funniest shit ever and uh what's funny is uh the main takeaway i got from that even though it, it was a dumb challenge you know people would stack up crates to, uh seven to eight crates high in the middle so it went like one through seven that being the peak and then it went from seven down to one and you had to just walk on those milk crates and what was funny was uh besides seeing the people fall um and seeing the people actually uh win the challenge there was one brother rolling a blunt and he uh he just walked all across there like ain't shit like it wasn't shit he had an impeccable balance so salute to that brother but the one takeaway people were talking about is where do they get these crates from i'm like have y'all niggas never been behind a grocery store there's literally like seven feet tall pallets of just crates just hanging out there you know what i'm saying just right behind your grocery store like have y'all never wandered behind a grocery store or on the side of it that's what's crazy to me and you know what's even wilder is uh how much shit just be sitting outside of grocery stores behind grocery stores like so when i'm delivering and shit like that like there'll be like just cases of soda just sitting outside like it'll be cases of like sprite 
uh, Coca-Cola, Pepsi, Mountain Dews, and it's because uh, like shit would just be sitting out there because like you know maybe the um, the merchandiser he maybe dropped a twelve pack and the the box busted open. Sometimes they'll tape it back up if they can, but a lot of times they'll just sit that shit outside and it'll be waiting until the next morning till the driver can pick the shit up. And a lot of times the merchandisers uh, take home that uh, product itself. They'll take it home like they'll basically, uh, you know, credit the store for it and then they'll just take that shit home. That's a lot of how a lot of merchandisers get some free shit. And uh, I'll tell you all a story when I was at uh, delivering to um, this was a couple weeks ago when I was delivering to uh, one of the high V's and high V's is a grocery store. High V is a grocery store here in the Midwest through Nebraska. Um I think there's some, there's some down in Kansas and Iowa, huge grocery chain here in the Midwest uh, between, and then I think uh, South Dakota got some. South Dakota might have, uh, yeah, South Dakota has IVs too. So it's all through the middle uh, Midwest, um, and I was at one of the IVs delivering, and uh, there was a they were moving a pallet and uh and a case of fireball the uh you know the 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 cinnamon whiskey or whatever uh it fell and uh, a couple bottles like the caps like the seal on the caps busted and uh the dude was like hey man you want one of these like the high v work you i was like man you serious he's like yeah i ain't gonna do nothing but credit it out i was like yes he was like let me give you a brown bag i was like all right my man so i threw that in my book bag and shit i'm good to go that it always happens like that like with the little debbie driver he used to always hook hook me up with like fucking boxes of uh snack cakes and i just take them back to the warehouse for the other guys to eat and shit like that but if y'all just drive around to the side or to the back of your grocery store you'll see just like cases of chips like it'll be like the wrong kind of chips got delivered or some shit like that and they'll just be sitting in a box just behind the store waiting for the driver to pick up but the driver don't show up until the next morning you know what i'm saying so it's just sitting there and there'd be cases of soda just sitting back there so if y'all ain't got no shame in y'all game go ahead and head on back to the side or the back of a grocery store where they have all them pallets and shit and you see all kind of free shit like there's the high V out there on like 156th and Maple. Um, they had like a they dropped a pallet of like the um, Duncan Hines cake mix uh, or whatever, like the Devil's Food cake. And there's just like a bunch of boxes of just a uh, Devil's Food cake. Like the boxes are crushed, and some of the boxes are like you know some of the packaging is like busted open. The actual cake mix is out, but they just got all that shit just sitting in the cart outside. They ain't threw it in the dumpster yet, but it's a lot of the shit ain't even you know the boxes are just damaged the cake mix ain't even damaged you know what i'm saying it's just shit like that there's so much waste that happens at these stores and shit like that so if you ain't got no shame in your game go ahead and uh you know head to your uh, local grocery store and just hang out in the back you know what i'm saying just be free shit just be sitting back there and uh you know what happens a lot of times and with me being a delivery driver a lot of times we pick that shit up and then we just throw that shit away that shit just goes throw away or shit we take that shit home ourselves you know what i'm saying because it's just in limbo you know what i'm saying and a lot of t- but most of the times that shit just get thrown away like at my job like in the mornings before the dump truck comes like that dumpster just be full of product just full of everything everything that we carry just all of that shit just be sitting in there and it's all of you know shit that's about to expire or some wrong delivered shit you know what I'm saying and it's been sitting outside too long or some shit like that so if you ain't got no shame in your game go ahead and head over there and speaking of no shame in your game 
uh, this is for my Omaha folks. What is going on around the 120th to 132nd and West Center area? And what I mean is, so you got that, um, you got a Marshalls over there, you got a TJ Maxx, um, and what else is over there? Um, the Burlington is over there. I see because I be over in that area delivering and this has been happening for years and I'm just about to put black Omaha on I see uh, just white women in minivans SUVs nice pickup trucks they be all behind so they already know to know the jig uh, they be all behind them stores dumpster diving and you know what happened one day I was I was just watching a lady dig in there this lady pulled out like three hoodies and like four pairs of shoes so I guess a lot of times them uh, them workers they're supposed to I guess destroy the clothes or whatever uh, the shit that don't sell or whatever and throw it in the dumpster but a lot of times they don't like cut the sleeves off or cut the tongues off the shoes and shit like that they just be throwing the shit away and then there'd be like home goods stuff in there like rugs and shit like that curtains and so like every like since i'm on this morning shift and i'll be driving through there like you will see like just white women just be in there waist deep inside the dumpsters or they just hopped all the way in there just throwing shit out and then throwing it into their SUVs, their trucks, or their minivans. You know what I'm saying? So y'all need to jump on that shit. So I guess it's like all the Marshalls and the TJ Maxxes and the uh, Burlingtons in your city. Like, check that dumpster. Because, I, you know, I guess you can come up on some good shit. Because I know they're supposed to destroy that shit. Because my uncle, he used to work part-time when he was in college. He used to work uh, part-time at uh, TJ Maxx. And he was like, yeah, we got to, like cut the tongues off the shoes and like slice the arms up on a shirt and shit like that he said but a lot of times we just throw that shit away and so yeah those 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 white women be in there waist deep or you know fucking you know chest deep in them dumpsters digging through it and getting shit they be having on gloves and shit and i even seen one woman had on goggles in there you know digging through them dumpsters and shit like that so uh, i guess it's worth it ain't no shame in the game so it is what it is um let's see what else is going on did y'all see this happened a couple days on black twitter um people were calling out this african brother who who makes uh rope ties yes uh and it's called daniel's rope ties it's on facebook and this african brother this just shows how there's just two different culture sets between black folks in america and our our, our uh, brothers and sisters at home in africa uh this man was making literally making uh neckties out of rope that looked like nooses and if you look at the facebook page uh this brother is like they're like dressed real sharp and shit like that but they have a fucking noose around their neck where the tie should be at and it's just so crass and disgusting. I don't know how it went viral on Black Twitter because I guess he'd been selling these since last year, maybe even like 2019 or some shit like that. But it is very crass and it's very disgusting just seeing that because it literally looks like you have a small noose around your neck. You know what I'm saying? It just looks like, um, it just looks like, 
you've been colonized you know what i'm saying or like it just looks like you got a first class ticket on the coon train or some shit like that like i'll post the link to it uh in the show notes so y'all definitely have to take a look at that but that is just some wild shit a fucking noose around your neck as dress wear all right so let's talk um what's going on with these uh afghan uh refugees coming over here so now the white house is seeking about 30 billion dollars from congress to uh help with so it breaks down into 24 billion dollars they want to uh do for natural disaster relief from hurricane ida and those uh california wildflower uh flowers wildfires out there in cali and uh then 6.4 billion dollars they uh the white house wants for um relocation efforts and support uh for these uh afghans who are coming here uh because the u.s has pulled out and uh and i think uh everybody is pulled out of afghanistan after fucking 20 plus years uh joe biden did the correct thing as far as pulling troops out but what i don't agree with is how you're just you know you're bringing over all these folks after the 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 shit storm in afghanistan because the the government there cannot uh defend itself uh, with their weak military against you know the Taliban and now you got a group over there called ISIS-K so ISIS-K is about to start uh, beefing with the Taliban because the Taliban has taken over Afghanistan and it's just been a shit show since you know since 9-11 but you're bringing over all these people and now you're seeking uh, you know billions of dollars to help them you know get established here and lay some roots but you won't do anything specifically for the people who voted for you more specific you know for your black voters who are seeking you know reparations for the injustices that this country has you know cast upon its uh non-white people more specifically black folks you know what i'm saying so that's where it's just a slap in the face they keep on telling us that they can't do this how would reparations look and all this other shit when we've seen that they've passed legislation and laws for stop asian hate and we've seen with the in the release of the fbi uh hate crime data came out and the hate crimes against asians were very low okay with that 2020 data they came out but they still had bills and legislations and laws passed you know to stop asian hate you know what i'm saying as far as hate crimes and shit like that and now you got these uh these afghans these afghanis coming over and they're about to be set up lovely being established in america but you cannot you know the the most that we get is uh that hr 40 bullshit where we discuss reparations we don't discuss what it looks like it's just like you know okay what's the case for reparations you know but when with other groups shit just gets done it just gets done but with us it's always well um er mm, i don't know what would it look like i mean we would offend other groups you know what i'm saying it's just like and, and that's why i just feel like black folks we just have to you know 
we have to infiltrate the political system a lot better because the CBC, the Congressional Black Caucus, is a fucking joke. And most of them folks that's, you know, part of the, the CBC and these so-called um, black leaders, they're just out for self. They just want a good job. Like you look at fucking uh, Al Sharpton, you know, he, he's so happy with that, that what he got, a uh, what is it on MSNBC or CNBC that show that he has. And it's just, you know, it's just all theatrics now nothing tangible has been coming out of uh washington for black folks since what the civil rights bill now we fighting for the voting act it's just like what the fuck you know voting hasn't done shit for us like you look at uh fucking the 90s when we got bill clinton in there it was like oh yeah you know this is a cool ass white boy and even had uh paul mooney rest in peace uh drinking the kool-aid too he had that that brother joke you know talking about how he wore a size 13 shoe plays a saxophone looked like a brother to me even had you know you know the great paul mooney drink drinking the kool-aid and everybody oh he's so cool and uh, that nigga came in with, uh, along with them, them Democrats, them niggas came up on Capitol Hill and hit us with that three strikes law, that crime bill. And his wife was talking, uh, Hillary was talking that crazy shit. That's why she couldn't beat Barack. And that's why she didn't beat Trump. Cause black folks was looking like, uh, nigga, we remember you and we know we saw what y'all did to Haiti too. You know what I'm saying? He had Bill Clinton finally coming out and saying, uh, you know, he was talking about it was your black leaders that supported that crime bill, too, and blah, blah, blah. And it's just like you don't hear about other groups having leaders. You don't have, you know, handpicked, bought and paid for coons from other groups. You don't see politicians talking about yes we talked with asian leaders we've talked to uh hispanic leaders we've talked to white leaders the leaders of the white community but as always we've talked to black leaders like this motherfucker don't lead shit for me but like uh so going back to my original point we have to infiltrate the system or we have to just completely pull out of it and then just get get our fucking money right and understand we have more power than the establishment leads on you know what i'm saying for years people have been saying oh black folks ain't got no buying power no money blah 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 but we are some of the biggest consumers in america we are one of the biggest consumer groups in america you know what i'm saying so if we started you know pulling money together and buying and renting politicians like uh dr claude anderson gave us the blueprint with powernomics you know off rip he gave us the blueprint you know way back in the fucking 90s on how to do it you know our parents didn't do it so it's up to us you know to actually get in the game you know what i'm saying to push our agendas but we have nobody on capitol hill fighting for us not a fucking soul is fighting for us you get you know some of these folks be talking talking that good shit you know and they're like okay yeah well let's get them elected they get up on capitol hill and they turn into all lives matter and they forget who put them up there you know what i'm saying so we really just have to have a concentrated effort to either dismantle uh every single you know coon that's up on capitol hill and replace them or we need to start buying and renting them or we just pull out you know all together and just say you know let the democratic party just crumble on its own you know what i'm saying just 
let that shit fall by the wayside because even Jim Crow Joe told so-called black leaders on that conference call that they need to be focusing on Latino voters because that's the future of America. And what that means for me, to me, is another breakdown of accepting uh, Latinos into whiteness, you know, embracing them more into whiteness. Because once the, the numbers start dwindling for white folks, they embrace another group and start, you know, putting them into whiteness. Because it used to be what? White Protestants, you know, at the beginning. And then those numbers start dwindling out off. What do they do? They start bringing in the Irish. Okay, well, we'll consider you white. We'll start bringing in the Germans. Okay, we'll consider you white. We'll start bringing in the Italians. Okay, you, we consider you white, even though you got that moorish blood but hey come on on over here you know what i'm saying so that's how whiteness works and so these numbers are dwindling off across the board uh with those considered white so now it's just like okay well let me bring the latinos into the mix let's start bringing some of them latino coons on over here because i broke and uh before i broke it down not because but before i broke it down on a, a podcast before of how white hispanics or white latinos came to be they didn't want to be their own racial group because they seen how america was treating black folks and so they were like you need to consider us as whites and they had a whole coalition organizations and fighting for that shit uh even up until um the uh, post great depression in the 30s when they were uh saying that hey nope we don't we don't want to revisit that we don't want to be you know our own race will be an ethnic group but we want to be considered white you know what i'm saying so that's what joe jim crow joe meant on that call hey we need to get these latino vote voters in here blah 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 you know they coming up from across the border you know they're you know having babies left and right okay we need to embrace them into whiteness so we need you to start recruiting so we need these people and who's going to be embraced into whiteness we need them on the democratic side so that's what it just breaks down to so we have to get these these tokens uh these bought and paid for negroes up out of the uh, up off of capitol hill or we just pull out the system all together we just say fuck it okay we just gotta be a nation within a nation you know what i'm saying even though we're kind of operating black folks are already kind of operating like that um but i would like to see a, a takeover up on capitol hill that's what i would like to see uh, i would like to see all these bought and paid for uh negroes up on capitol hill replaced with some people who are actually going to do something to help black folks specifically those who have been here 10 toes down ados fba whatever you want to call it you know what i'm saying so that's what it boils down to but the money has always been there the money has always been there it was just like um they were saying the war in afghanistan it cost americans hundreds of millions of dollars per day for 20 years for 20 years so every single day it cost hundreds of millions of dollars the money has always been there so now since we pulled out of afghanistan what are we doing with those hundreds of millions of dollars what's happening with that since that's just stopped you see what I'm saying? So the money has always been there for reparations and shit like that. It's just that they keep bullshitting us because they don't want to fucking do it. That's what it breaks down to. And this is a prime example of them not sitting on their hands and twiddling their thumbs like, I don't know what to do with all these refugees. No nope. White House is just like we need, you know, six point four billion dollars to get these people settled and housed and get their kids in school and build a foundation for them. Now that's some shit, ain't it? 
Okay, so let's see what else we can put on that summer damn jam screen. It looks like there have been some indictments finally issued in the uh, case of Elijah McClain. If y'all remember, that was the brother who got killed back in uh, 2019 from a ketamine overdose. Now, that was the brother, the little guy um, with glasses who was a... Uh, who, who, was, who was telling the cops he was an introvert This was out there in Colorado And the cops got a call about somebody with a ski mask And this brother is just walking home from the store And then he was trying to take his earbuds out to listen to them And then they hemmed him up And then they put him in a chokehold Where um, they put him in one of those chokeholds That it cuts off the circulation to your brain And then he was coming in and out of consciousness Then they got some paramedics to come along And the paramedics injected him with a high amount of ketamine because they lied about his weight saying that he was 200 pounds and he was only like 143 pounds and uh, so and then he started then he went unconscious and then he threw up and then he was like limp and snoring which is a sign of the ketamine overdose so after the uproar this was around the whole George Floyd time of George Floyd people started bringing that case to light and um, last summer and uh finally uh you know everybody's been indicted finally the three cops and the two paramedics um let's see here uh what's those officers name uh the officers and then the medics let's see here bear with me all my notes ain't loading up uh it was uh the officers was uh randy uh rodima excuse me nathan woodard and uh jason rosenblatt and then the uh the fire and rescue paramedics with jeremy cooper and peter uh sich sich is i don't know i can't pronounce that it's c-i-c-h-u-n-i-e-c and this was part of a 32 count indictment and uh this just goes to show if you keep on raising hell and putting your neck on uh i mean putting your foot on the neck of these uh, prosecutors and these district attorneys and shit like that they're gonna have to do something right so that was the same thing that happened here in the city um with the uh, brother james scurlock so remember uh the prosecutor here just came out or the district attorney just came out and was just like oh it was self-defense but you know what niggas showed up at his doorstep protesting every single weekend and that might have been every single day if they could they was out in front of that man's house in millard embarrassing him and calling him out and then finally a grand jury came and uh was about to produce some justice and then uh jake gardner punk ass uh he uh all of a sudden killed himself and i still i don't know i still don't believe that he's dead but it is what it is but uh back to uh our brother elijah mcclain so with this story i didn't know that um so that happened on the 24th of august and he was announced pronounced brain dead uh on uh the 27th and then his life support was removed but he was an organ donor and y'all let me put on the the, the tinfoil new era fitted though real quick because uh the tinfoil hat uh because there's always been speculation this is why a lot of black folks aren't organ donors because we've always been skeptical of being an organ donor because because uh the history of 
you know um medical malpractice on us and also we've always thought always even since i was a kid my mama told me not to be an organ donor and i i still ain't because if they know that you're in the system as an organ donor and some rich ass person needs like a liver a lung a heart or something you know what i'm saying uh any of your vital organs they'll send out a hit squad to kill you and take your fucking organs so was this a hit out on elijah mcclain i'm just you know i got the new era uh reynolds uh heavy foil hat on but that's always been speculation that you know uh if you're an organ donor um and some rich ass person needs something and they already got your blood type and shit like that and uh you know you know they send out the cops or some shit some shit to uh come out and fuck with you and kill you in that type of way and you seen how he died they choked him out they didn't shoot him even though they were lying and saying that he was going for their gun they didn't shoot him they choked him out called the fucking fire and rescue to come out and assist because he was acting quote unquote manic now this is a 143 pound kid and these two grown men three grown men couldn't handle them so all of a sudden the paramedics come out and they inject him with ketamine to basically make him od and now when you od you know that's really not harming your vital organs as bad as you know catching you know a, a couple of hot ones into the chest you get shot in the chest you're gonna you know puncture the lungs you're gonna fuck up the heart you might even hit them in the stomach hit them lower fuck up the liver you know what i'm saying so that's just something to think about i'm just putting it out there but i'm glad that the family is getting some sort of justice and uh may that brother elijah mcclain rest in peace all right last thing before we give it to my nigga hove and move on to the next section hosted by tyrone biggums let's talk about uh the attorney jackie johnson uh she turned herself in not too long ago and this was uh the prosecutor who mishandled the uh ahmaud arbery case okay and so a grand jury indicted Johnson last week on a felony charge for violating her oath of office and a misdemeanor count of obstructing police. And um, she was the prosecutor, uh, you know, during the time when those uh, those white men hunted down Ahmaud Aubrey last year. And remember, they caught that on video and uh, they were passing that video around and shit, you know, on Snapchat and I think Facebook and shit like that. And what happened was... Um, Ahmad Aubrey was out jogging and he looked into a house, a development, and then some white men ran up on him, harassing him and shit. And uh, they were they 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 intended to kill him and they did kill him. But he was fighting back because they were trying to apprehend him and do like a citizen's arrest or some bullshit like that. You know, some old good old boy shit. And uh, he was fighting back. And uh, yeah, they. Uh, killed them and they caught it all on video and they were passing that shit around and this prosecutor uh, 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 was telling the police you know not to arrest him and she's not gonna you know bring up charges but people made such a fuss and uproar and brought it to mainstream media that you know charges was brought up and now charges have been filed against her from that grand jury so that is a beautiful thing um let's see here um uh the georgia attorney general they're actually prosecuting johnson uh for that misconduct and um yeah 
so that's great. I mean, she has her her uh, photo, her uh, mug shot is online, but uh, she got out right away. But we'll see what happens um, from the attorney general's office down there in Georgia, because, uh, yeah, that 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 was disgusting. And that was pretty much outright just showing how the system of racism, white supremacy has taken over all factions you know what i'm saying so she knew those guys and she basically you know told the cops not to arrest them and all this other bullshit and not file charges and now chickens are coming home to roost for her so hopefully uh you know uh the the aubrey family you know hopefully they find some peace and uh some justice will be served um hopefully for them and uh, may that brother rest in peace, but I'm going to leave it to my nigga Hove. Hove, what you got to say? Don't be the next get tested on that summer jam screen. I smoke rocks. I smoke rocks. All right, thank you so much, Tyrone Biggums, for that lovely intro of selling hope like damn dope. Uh, let's talk about the Cheeto in Chief, uh, the former Cheeto in Chief, uh, Trump. Did y'all see that rally that he held in uh, Alabama? in the end of august that was amazing to me uh it was the same old you know bullshit rigor morale and um but he said something interesting to the crowd uh he was telling the crowd you know how they have their own freedoms and shit like that he's he's, he said what did he say uh let me look up the quote uh he said i believe totally in your freedoms i do you've got to do what you have to do but i recommend take the vaccines i did it it's good and the crowd booed the fuck out of him they booed the fuck out of him now he's their leader right but i guess there's limits to his leadership and this is you know uh, this is coming back to bite him in the ass because remember he politicized this shit you know it's a left and right thing you know the the folks on the left they're taking the vaccine and us on the right we want our freedoms and my body my choice except what uh when it comes to women's reproductive rights right and so uh that's that was amazing to kind of see that happen because he could have publicly came out and got the vaccine he could have got the shot he could have got the the pfizer shot uh on national tv to show people him and the first lady to show people hey you know this virus don't care who you voted for it's going to attack you and it's going to destroy you you know even if you survive it you're going to have health problems you know going from here on out so you need to take this vaccine but what did he do he went and got it quietly on the sneak on the low you know and it was like um i don't know if i recorded that part but when me and uh, uh brandon was talking on last uh the last episode on 188 about getting vaccinated uh i knew i was going to get the vaccine once i saw how rich white folks were changing up their zip codes and shit like that to go into these poor areas to uh get the the shot you know what i'm saying to hurry up and get the shot once they rolled it out uh for everybody you know what i'm saying they were kind of running out and that um uh, you know once the biden administration took over and uh this was what march april i think they rolled it out to everybody no this no let me let me think when did they because they they started they kind of piggybacked off of operation quote unquote warp speed and um 
Yeah, so this was around February, I think, late February. Um, you started seeing, you know, people kind of, you know, cutting in line to get the vaccine. And then you seen, um, like I said, how people were faking their addresses and shit so they could go to different parts. And what that that drove it home for me. And then also how here um pete ricketts the hot dog head pete ricketts uh the far right winger who's a who's just he just plays governor because his daddy's a billionaire you know what i'm saying and um his daddy owns td ameritrade and the cubs dude is a, just a multi-billionaire and you know ricketts is just bored with daddy's money so he's like i, I want to run a state you know but anyways, uh, when the, they started rolling out the vaccine here, they were sending it out just to small towns. It wasn't coming to Omaha and Lincoln or Lancaster County and Douglas County where you have the high concentration of black folks and other non-whites. They were doing small white towns first. That's what they were doing. I was like, oh, yeah, I'm definitely hopping in line and getting that. And then even for me to even get the vaccine, like I said, I had to change my fucking um zip code because there was nothing in north o at the time except for uh giving it to teachers over at north high but there was none of the stores uh, on the north side had it you know so i had to change my zip code to you know way out west damn near to miller then all of a sudden all these high v's start popping up and it was just like oh yeah we yeah yeah you can just make a make a appointment online blah 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 and i go out there and um yeah and I got the shot. And like I said, I got the Pfizer one and I'm, I was fine on both shots. I was kind of pissed because on the second one, they tell you that it's going to um, knock you out cold and all this other shit. And I wasted a fucking day off for that. Like that really kind of pissed me off. Um, and the next day, like my arm was just a little bit sore, just like when you get a flu shot. You know what I'm saying? So I was kind of pissed about that, wasting a vacation day. Like I couldn't even take like a medical day off. My job wouldn't even let me. Well, my my manager wouldn't let me. I still sh I should have fought that and went to his boss. But it is what it is. But what's fascinating about this uh, this story is because Trump could do no wrong to his uh to his 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 fans and his constituents whatever the fuck you want to call them his fan club but this was that this was the turning point right here him telling them you know that they need to get the vaccine because we've lost you know damn near 650,000 people to this disease or to this virus and it's probably even more than that but we just didn't you know didn't test for it or whatever and um yeah that's that's it's fascinating to kind of see this mob kind of turn on their heads and you know what's uh turn on his head and you know what's wild to me is how you're starting to see all these trump 2024 uh flags going around and i'm like why won't y'all let that shit go like we've never seen this before you know what i'm saying like we didn't see this shit with uh who was the last four-year president was it uh george bush senior like we've never seen that right we've never seen that with uh george bush when nobody running around here you know talking about you know george bush in 96 or some shit like that because uh clinton beat him out in 92 so when i didn't you didn't see no silly shit like that so then you know if he does choose to run in 2024 it's just like and if he loses you know and then it's like what is it trump 2028 like dude is pretty fucking old you know what I'm saying? He ain't got too long, too much longer on this planet. So what, like, 
it's just a weird ass fan club like it's just it's odd you know nobody was running around here after you know obama after the second term was just like we need to change the constitution and give him a third term and all this other shit like it's fucking weird like these people are just like i don't even want to try to understand them but it's just it's just fucking weird like i'm starting to see more bumper stickers of like trump 2024 and you know i'm starting to see flags too you know living in the midwest uh it's just it's weird like it's fucking weird to me like just chill and get your shit together like just get your shit together like get your money right you know what i'm saying like i'm seeing these bumper stickers on like beat up ass cars and the flags on these raggedy ass pickup trucks and it's just like man get your fucking life together like this dude is a paper billionaire you know what i'm saying he's like a billionaire on paper like like how can he relate to you besides the the whiteness you know what i'm saying but yeah it's just goofy just silly shit but you know i i don't know if this crowd if if he lost some points with this but uh it was just fascinating to see you know when the crowd kind of just turned on him you know but hopefully it just kind of implodes in itself and we'll see what happened uh what happens after um the charlottesville trial start happening we'll see what's going on with that but um yeah that's just been selling hope like dope and i put that in this category just because like it's the definition of it you know what i'm saying he politicized the virus and all this other shit and was you know uh pretty much telling people you know giving people wrong information but once the the vaccine came out he snuck and got it as opposed to you know doing it on national tv getting the shot and he could have really rallied the, the you know the people on the right and we wouldn't have lost so many folks even if he didn't politicize the shit you know like how do you politicize a fucking virus like that's what's got us in this this fucking chokehold for so long and i don't know if y'all seen that video from that white woman in lincoln i think she uh, she's about to get fired but it was some white lady at a super saver in lincoln and uh, she was harassing another white lady who was filming her who had on a mask. And the woman was like in the produce aisle, like coughing at her and shit. Now, if you start coughing at me, you know, trying to get your 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 droplets on me and shit like that. And the woman was just crazy, just crazy as cat shit. You know, just was like, <coughs> oh, no, it's my allergies. Oh, you're just such a sheep and blah, blah, blah. It's like, how are you calling somebody a sheep? when you're literally regurgitating opinions that you got online you know what i'm saying like she was like just checking all the boxes just and it was just like how do you have the audacity to harass a stranger for having on a mask and trying to protect themselves you know what i'm saying like how do you have that audacity but if you come at me you know hacking and coughing and shit you know you about to get a watermelon shoved down your throat you know what i'm saying you about to get beamed in the head with a red onion or something you know what I'm saying? I'm going to run you over with this cart. You know, you're not going to be putting my life in jeopardy. How do you know if I don't have it? Blah, blah, blah. Like she was just being so antagonistic. And a lot of times with these people, they be so antagonistic like a little kid. But they're adult. But, you know, when shit hits the fan, they get, you know, socked upside the head or knocked down or something. They go into victim mode just right away. You know what I'm saying? I didn't even do anything. I didn't even do anything. I didn't touch you. Blah, blah, blah. And all this other security help me. Someone called 911. And you just like, yo, what the fuck? Like you keep on 
poking and prodding at the bear then when that bear claw hit you upside the head and all of a sudden it was like i didn't even do anything i i did it i don't know what happened you know it's just like this shit is just goofy as fuck like i'm just so tired of it like this is we're creeping into fucking year two of this shit like we're what three three four months away from fucking 2022 and we still gonna be out here wearing fucking masks because uh you know so many idiots have a fucking platform to spread misinformation about this virus and then what's in the vaccine and all this other nonsense that you got people that just like well he do got you know couple million followers on youtube so he has to be right i can't listen to this doctor or epidemiologist you know i can't listen to the people in the lab coats because they work for fauci and you know fauci is evil you know he's the one who created this this whole pandemic it's a pandemic. i'm just so fucking tired man like you know how hard it is to wear a fucking mask in this fucking 90 to 110 degree heat in the summer here in nebraska and you work a physical job outside you know what i'm saying you work a fucking physical labor job and you got on a fucking mask can barely fucking breathe and and the vaccine is out there and if we don't not enough people get vaccinated then the the fucking virus starts mutating and shit like that you know what i'm saying and becomes less effective and it's just it's fucking frustrating it's fucking frustrating that people do not listen to science but they listen to people from fucking youtube university or facebook state you know you know fbs you know fbs that's that that's where i went to fbsu like man it's just it's fucking frustrating and then people will take get their fucking shits and giggles from you know trolling and shit like that like oh you get the you get the shot you know you'll you, you'll have powers like magneto you know you get the shot and and one of your your, your balls will shrivel up you know but people are out here taking fucking horse medicine that makes them sterile you know what i'm saying like it's like like where's the science in that you know what i'm saying like i understand the people who want to be on you know the all natural shit and things like that like i respect that if you're on that all natural kick you know what i'm saying but the whole you know if you just like if you fucking eating that popeyes you know what i'm saying four times a week but all of a sudden you're on this natural kick once uh once the virus hits it's like oh man you know my body's a temple like nigga you eating a fucking four piece and you're chasing it down you know what i'm saying with a couple of shots of jack and you're smoking fucking three squares you know what i'm saying you got a cigarette hanging off your lip and chicken grease on your fingers you know what i'm saying it's just like okay your body's a fucking temple like get the fuck out of here like just just fucking leave and go but i'm just so tired i'm just i'm fucking tired i'm tired of wearing a mask i'm tired of fucking social distancing because motherfuckers don't want to get the fucking uh shot and then you got people like my vaccination status is that's that's private that's private i'm not telling you that's private like get the fuck off your high horse like let me know if i can take my fucking mask off around you you know what i'm saying we both vaccinated we're cool 
but there's so many people it's my it's my right my choice my right my choice my right my choice like get the fuck out of here if you was really about your rights you'd be fucking throwing your arms up in the air about what the federal government does with your fucking tax dollars that they rob you for every fucking paycheck but anyway, that's been selling hope like dope. This portion of Do Rags and Boat Shoes has been brought to you by the letter L, as in, hey, yo, my guy, my hands are full. Give me a hand here. Can you hold this L? All right, so moving on to holding this L, we have to give it to Richard Spencer. Uh, An uh, article came out from the New York Times, and it was like a paywall behind it, but, you know, we, you know, real niggas find a way around it. But anyways, um... Excuse me, I'm killing this Red Bull, and this Red Bull is giving me, turning me into gaseous clay. But um, so uh, yeah, let me. Anyways, uh, so this uh, so he's going through some shit right now. He went through a divorce. Um, his wife, his ex-wife, has a whole ass GoFundMe up uh to help her get you know get up out of the to uh, get out of the proceedings or whatever. And then uh, he's been shunned as a summer resident in Whitefish, Montana. So I thought Montana was just, you know, all right wing shit. You know what I'm saying? Because a lot of militia groups be up there hanging out. And Montana is massive. A lot of land up there. But anyways, um, so I guess uh, he was trying to run an anti-Semitic campaign up there. And he thought he could be up there playing and acting crazy. And uh, there was a bipartisan effort to get him on about the paint. And uh, they really condemned him and shunned him and everything like that. And so, uh, yeah, so he's been shunned out of there and uh, he's broke. So he has a trial coming up this month for his involvement in Charlottesville. Right. So you're about to start seeing a lot of these come out uh, with these talking heads. And, uh, you know, who they need to have up there is. um there's a few folks that they need to have at that Unite the Right rally. Uh, they need Ben Shapiro up there. Now, I don't know how he turned into this loving darling. On He got like a Snapchat show and he be on like mainstream TV now. And remember, he distanced himself quick after uh, that uh, that lady, rest in peace, Heather Heyer died. You know, at that Unite the Right rally and shit like that. Um so ain't nobody forgot about him but anyways uh so he richard spencer lost his attorney because he wasn't paying them and uh, i just think i think this is because i know his parents got money but i just think this is just one of them boohoo type things to uh maybe make the jury uh feel sorry for him and the prosecutions uh prosecutors to feel sorry for him and also i think his divorce is it hasn't been finalized yet so I know his folks got some money, some some long money, and he's just out here, you know, trying to be a dapper Adolf Hitler and all this other shit. But I, I don't feel sorry for the guy at all. I appreciate I've always appreciated his honesty, uh, how he's just outright and forthcoming with his uh, white supremacist views and white extremist views. Um, but it is what it is. Uh, Richard Spencer, uh, if all of this is true, uh sir you're going to have to hold this l and i'll make sure i paint it white you know so you'll like it and love it and uh caress it at night in your cold cell when you're doing hard time uh for the riots that you incited up there in charlottesville over there in charlottesville get your mans you win perfect 
All right, so moving on to not all heroes wear capes. Uh, you know what? I've never done this before in all uh, 189 episodes of this uh, podcast. Um, I got to give it to the feds. I have to give it to the feds. The Federal Trade Commission and the Biden administration are investigating why mcdonald's has a fucking issue with their ice cream machines why they are always fucking broke why is that okay so a report in the wall street journal said the federal trade commission contacted mcdonald's franchise owners over the summer looking for information about the broken ice cream machine uh the franchisees have long griped about the machines and uh, they require nightly cleaning cycle that can fail and require a technician to fix it. So the Biden administration is looking closely at the manufacturer. So basically, they're trying to figure out if these manufacturers have been blocking owners from fixing broken products themselves. And um, they're advocating for the right to repair which says companies should not make it nearly impossible for users and independent technicians to repair modern products, particularly consumer electronics. And the FTC declined to comment about the report. Um, and McDonald's, they're holding strong, talking about they don't think that they're under investigation. Oh, yeah, the feds are looking at y'all. You know, but more importantly, fix them goddamn ice cream machines. I know every time I tweet about this and y'all should try it out. If you tweet about a McDonald's uh, ice cream machine being broken, like uh, the fucking official McDonald's account will reach out to you and be like, hey, they're just doing deep cleaning and sanitizing. So it takes a long time to uh, to get through that process. I'm like, motherfucker, this ice cream machine been broke for about three weeks now. Like, get the fuck out of here lying. But as soon as you type that in, they'll start uh, uh, flooding your mentions and shit like that. So shout out to the feds and the Biden administration for stepping up and uh stepping in to see what the fuck is going on with these goddamn ice cream machines because i enjoy like the mcflurry is cool but my get down has always been the caramel sundae no nuts the caramel sun pause now nah, i'm just fucking with y'all i ain't gonna say pause uh but it's always been the caramel sundae that's always been my get down and let me i don't know if i told y'all this story i was at the mcdonald's down by the zoo on the weekend and you know uh on the weekends this is why you should avoid mcdonald's on the weekends because they have nothing but kids working nothing but little 14 and 15 year olds working and then they have like a 17 or 18 year old as the shift lead and don't shit get done but anyway so this was a weekend when we used to stay downtown we used to go to the McDonald's on uh, down there by the zoo all the time. And uh, yes, yeah, so I ordered a caramel sundae and this little heifer at the window had an attitude the whole time, you know, taking our order and shit. And I get to the window and she hands me my my sundae and it it has like a squirt of caramel in there and it's only halfway full. I hand it back to her. What's wrong with it? I said, look at it. What you think wrong with it? And then she just catch an attitude. I'm like, could you put some more ice cream and caramel in there, please? And uh, like it's literally halfway up. You know how it has the little cup that goes on top of it, you know, to, you know, has how it has the cover like there ain't no ice cream in that part. Like it's literally halfway through the cup. I'm like, motherfucker, I'm paying damn near two dollars for this shit when it used to be a dollar. 
and you up here got a fucking attitude like because you half-assing your job and then i was like well let me check the rest of my food right and i ordered uh, I think I ordered a, a quarter pounder with cheese, but no pickles. And the niggas had jokes. You know, whoever was back there cooking, I don't know who the fuck it was. Um, and so I checked my burger. As soon as I took the box out, it was light as fuck. They got everything on there except the, for the fucking meat patty. So I go in there and I'm like, yo, let me speak to a manager. I just cut through everybody in line. And uh, this, the brother comes up to me. He looks like he's about 22, 23. He's like, hey, what's going on, man? I'm like, brother, this little girl at the window, she got an attitude with my caramel sundae. And then I told y'all no pickles on my quarter pounder with cheese. Y'all didn't give me any meat. And so they refunded the, the whole transaction and let me keep the food and they fixed the burger and shit. But I'm just like the audacity, the audacity that you know that a lot of these fucking these restaurants have it's just like okay if you at work do your fucking job you know what i'm saying like that's a lesson that you know these kids have to learn and a lot of grown-ass adults too when you at work you do your fucking job i don't care if you do the bare minimum but do what's required in your guidelines of your task you know i'm not asking you to go above and beyond i just asked for my fucking quarter pounder with cheese to not have pickles on it i'm not a fan of pickles you know what i'm saying but no you take you don't even have the the meat patty on there like nigga i'm really gonna sit up here and eat a piece of cheese between a toasted hamburger bun with you know with onions uh fucking pickles and uh ketchup and mustard that's what i'm on and i didn't pay full price for the meal and i don't even get the the meat and then the little girl at the at the thing had an attitude the whole time you know what i'm saying trying to be cute and shit you know i not at that's that's the one thing that i cannot stand about teenage girls when they catch an attitude to be trying to trying to be cute and funny for their friends or for some boy that they crushing on that they work with it just gets on my fucking nerves like it it that is one of my top pet peeves it is all the time dealing with a, a little girl with an attitude that is always always a pet peeve and then what's next to that is a sassy little boy or a sassy grown man you know who always sucking his teeth and like mm, mm. you know and it's not don't even have to be a gay brother it's just a motherfucker who's just sassy for no reason you know what i'm saying those are like my two pet peeves uh, uh, a young girl with an attitude a teenage girl with an attitude and then a nigga who's sassy those are like my top two pet peeves you know what i'm saying and you come across them so much in customer service so much and it's just like just do your fucking job you know what i'm saying i'm not asking for much just do your fucking job you know i've worked retail i've worked you know customer service for a very long time so i know how it is but when i'm at work i'm gonna do my fucking job and then i'm gonna go the fuck home you know what i'm saying that's what you gotta teach these goddamn kids you know what i'm saying and then you sometimes you'll deal with the shift manager or you know the, a supervisor or something and they damn near as bad as the fucking kids and you're like come on now just do your fucking job just show up leave everything at home leave all them problems at home for them eight eight and a half hours that you working 
you are there to do a job you leave the rest of that shit at home then you deal with that shit after work you know you don't bring none of that shit to work you know what i'm saying every job that i've had and i've had some bullshit going on outside of work i've never brought it into them doors i go into work do my fucking job boom and i'm back to dealing with the bullshit of my life you know what i'm saying that should be health over wealth but it is what it is um so let's move on to health over wealth (laughs) and you know what i say without your health you cannot enjoy your wealth so this quote comes from a german proverb and it says this sweep in front of your own door that is pretty much self-explanatory so i need y'all to take care of home mind the business that pays you and if somebody's all up in your shit you tell them to sweep in front of their own door that's all it is to it uh we are about to creep up into 2022 and um for the deuce deuce i just want y'all to focus for these next few months these next i would say three months you know october november december heading into those months just focus on what you really need to get done you know stop you know dicking around on instagram facebook you know getting caught up in twitter drama seeing who's the main character on that summer jam screen on twitter uh just really focus on what you need to get done but the first thing that you need to do is sweep in front of your own door and write everything down that you want to get accomplished like it could be the most outlandish shit just write it down because once it's manifested on paper you know and you see it take a picture of it put it as your home screen on your phone so you'll always have it in your subconscious you know every time you pick up your phone to look at it that list is there and uh you know what you're just gonna find yourself randomly uh handling your business and sweeping in front of your own door all right so this has been episode 189 of do rags and boat shoes um i'm going to knock out a mini pod i'm talking about this fentanyl nonsense so um yeah stay tuned for that that'll probably be up this weekend but um yeah enjoy y'all weekend and uh just handle your business and as always you know i love y'all and i will see y'all next week all right peace